How you doing? I'm really good. How are you guys? Yeah, we're we're good over here. We're uh, we're excited for you guys tomorrow. Big day. I know you guys have been really really promoting everything, the new single and now like the new album finally gets to cuz I know like four songs have been you guys have kind of, you know, released four <laughs> songs, but everyone's like, "All right, give me the other nine. Give me the other nine." <laughs> always talk about how it's Friday, right? Record Friday, record Friday, but in reality it's Thursday. I know for yeah. you guys on the time zone it's technically midnight, but I'm in Central, so 11 o'clock at night, you know, it's it's happening. And and when Kyle and I were going through the track listing, he was like, oh, I already heard this one. It's a banger. Oh, I heard this one. It's a banger. <laughs> Are you prepared for the feedback that you're going to get from this sixth album versus maybe some previous ones with your brother? And this is this is a whole new thing for you. Yeah, it's crazy because um, it is and it isn't like um the first High Valley record, I don't know if you guys ever saw that throwback uh, photo from uh, 25 years ago, believe it or not. But um, it was it was a bunch of guys from our hometown. And then it started being me and my brother, Brian. And then later on, it was me and Brian and Curtis. Then it was me and Curtis. So the good news is that the five guys that are in the band with me still today have been on the road, literally, some of them for like 15 years. Wow. Uh, we on the road together. So... Uh, Curtis and his wife took a position being Bible camp uh, directors in, in our hometown. So they're basically like full-time missionaries, which is really cool. And, um, but yeah, it's been a couple of years since he moved back home. We just didn't announce it right away. So I guess we're really used to it already. Well, and I love the fact too, that you guys have slowly been, been leaking a couple songs here and there too. I also really like, I, I don't know if this was a thing before, but when they show you kind of the songs that are going to be on the album, it, it gives you kind of the breakdown and the different writers that you get to work with as well. So I'm seeing names like, like Granger Smith is on there and Wilson as well from, from the biggest single from it. And it, yeah. it's really cool. Like what are the different interactions you get? Cause I would just assume that, okay, the whole album's written by the same cast of people, but you have yeah, different yeah. people on different songs. <laughs> You know what? Um, when I moved here, it was it was to write songs uh, to kind of just chase the dream as hard as possible, right? And the beautiful thing about Music Row, a lot of people get Music Row and Broadway confused. Broadway is where everybody sings other people's songs. Music Row is where everybody is creating their own songs. So when tourists say, I love Nashville, I love Music Row, don't believe them because nobody goes to Music no. Row. You go to Broadway. <laughs> The music row, we're all hanging out in these old houses uh, trying to create brand new songs. And um, every single one of those houses is loaded with talented songwriters who have made it, you know, from one level to the next to the next to where they got a publishing deal to get paid to, to write songs. So I don't narrow it down to just one or two of them because there's so many good ones. Um, obviously, there's a few of them that have become great friends of mine. And you'll notice names like Ben Stennis on the record at yeah. time, time or John Knight. But, um, yeah, I just try and anytime I can write with somebody new, I will. And uh, there's always a chance. That's a beautiful thing about country music is every day you wake up and you might be writing a song that people will sing along to someday and, and you don't know until until later. Now, have you ever been approached by someone that, say, maybe completely just wrote a song on their own? Like if it were Kyle and I and we're like, I think this is good. Maybe I'm going <laughs> to send it to people. Have you ever received a song from someone and been like, surprised that it's really good or you've thought interesting maybe we should talk about this yeah i've had every reaction you can possibly <laughs> i have had um 
that is the worst thing ever. That is the <laughs> best thing ever. Um, back in the day, I'll tell you, we go to these things called song pitch meetings, you know, and they just pitch us songs. Uh, different publishing companies get together with all their writers and say, man, out of the five million songs we have, here's the four songs that we're going to play for High Valley today. And we were done. He had played us all his songs that he thought we'd like. We didn't like any of them. And he's like, we'll play you one more. I don't think you'll like it, but just in case. And it was a song called The Father's Love, The Only Way He Knew How. And we ended up recording it. It was our big hit in Canada. And um, so you never know. You never know what somebody's going to love or hate. You just got to kind of gamble and put yourself out there. It's crazy to think, too, of how many different songs almost fall by the wayside till you find that right one that that kind of propels you and gets you to where you are now. And just thinking how many you work through until finally you hit that one. And it's just, I don't know, it's really cool to go inside that and learn a little bit more because you would never know, right? Everyone just assumes, oh, they, their first song they wrote, just bam, it's a hit. That's not, I feel like that's not the case whatsoever. No, not, not even close. I mean, grew up on that, missed a couple High Valley albums before it finally landed on one. Um, All Night to Figure It Out for Jade Eagleson was almost, yeah, I wrote that song, was almost on a High Valley record and then ended up, uh, being on a Jade record. So there's crazy stories, but my neighbor, I can pretty much see his house from here. My best friend, he wrote that Till You Can't song for Cody Johnson. And uh, every single person in Nashville <laughs> passed on that song. That song's seven years old and it's it's the biggest song of the year, but it's been passed on. Uh, they played it for Luke Bryan, for Aldine, for Keith Urban. They played it for High Valley. They played it for everybody. And um, that's just, you know, the, a song has to find its moment at the right time. And there's the amount of songs that are great that I have on my laptop that nobody will ever hear that I didn't write that my friends sent to me. And you say, how has this song never seen the light of day? <laughs> I put 13 songs on this record to try and give as many songs a chance as possible. You, you completely blew my mind about how old... <laughs> Until you can't Cody Johnson, like, still you can't. It's just we, been sitting, passing around. We Wild. love Kyle and I love so much the songwriter circle when we watched you at the CCMAs this past November and and hearing the songs that you guys have written for other people versus yourself. So knowing that we already knew about some of those tracks and then you telling yeah. us about that is just crazy. And with this new release, you're also going to be taking over Country 104. What do we have in, in it? in store for for the high valley takeover oh man uh probably just the most exciting couple hours of your entire <laughs> life <laughs> no, I, I will say i tried my hardest but i don't think you guys are in danger of losing your jobs anytime soon i think uh i'm on uh, you know i'm more comfortable on this side of, of the microphone so you guys stay right there and i'll i'll do the country 104 takeover and then um and then it's back to you guys for the rest of your lives. Listen, it's, it's like the same thing as the songs. You never know what's going to hit. Maybe you come on and everyone's like, listen, Brad, if you can do both, you find a way. You're Place Country 104, Kyle, and, and you're set. Um, that's going to be exciting. Uh, also, you know, we know it's it's that time of year. Hockey is in the second round. The Battle of Alberta is taking place. I know you've been asked about this a few times. I know where you stand here. Um, but, you know, your Oilers right now down one nothing. You worried at all? Do you have any bets with any Flames fans? I, I did a little uh, battle with Lindsay Elliott. Okay. Yeah, oh. yeah. She apparently thinks she's like a bigger Flames fan than I am an Oilers fan. But I've read Wayne Gretzky's autobiography three times. And um, 
when I asked her how many times she's read Jerome McGinley's autobiography, she didn't respond. So uh, she had no further comment. But either either way, that that's a big one. I mean, I don't know how you follow up a 15 goal game to start. <laughs> um, I've got another. I'm buddies with Claude Giroux and Corey Perry, and I follow both of their teams, the Panthers and the Lightning, like crazy. Every day, I'm always checking to see if they got any points, and um, so. It's kind of crazy because last time I saw Corey, he was here in Nashville for the outdoor game, which was sweet. And he was really nice. My son, Drew, was there. And and after the game, Corey's wearing cowboy boots and a Canadian tuxedo. And he just wanders into downtown Nashville with no bodyguard, no security, no team staff. And he just walks. And I'm like, dude, do you know how many Canadians would crap their pants right now to know that Corey Perry is just randomly walking around in, in Nashville by himself? But Anyway, moral of the story is they're playing against each other, yep. so the battle big deal for me. But the battle of Florida's for my friends, it's pretty cool because I know that at the end of this round, I'll have a buddy who made it to the Final Four, and I'll have an Alberta team that made it to the Final Four on the other side. So <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm take a trip. I've been to the Stanley Cup Finals two different years, and I think this year I definitely need to make it three. I like the moral victories angle you're going with here. Like I got one buddy on one end, one Alberta team's going to be in, in the in Western conference yeah. finals. I love it, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Last half um, full. It being a long weekend, uh, getting back out there. What do you got planned for the long weekend? You know, I am, uh, playing the country music hall of fame, um, which is really cool. Um, they do a songwriters thing, um, every so often. And I get to be the special guest on, on Saturday. And, um, yeah, it's just, you basically play songs and share the stories of who wrote, who recorded the song and how you create it. Um, so that'll be really fun. And then as soon as it ends, I'm driving to Albertville, Alabama, cause my 10 year old has a baseball tournament. So. <laughs> and what position, what position? Uh, he's a pitcher and a catcher. Uh, I mean, at that age you play everything, but he does a lot of catching um a lot of third base some outfield and a little bit of pitching oh my god love that but, <laughs> very versatile <laughs> yeah, yeah tiktok video check it out uh, he just had like the biggest pickle of his life he ran i he saw that I video saw that. yeah <laughs> that's that's your son yeah amazing <laughs> yeah. gets caught in a rundown still scores we go to Chick-fil-A for the chicken sandwich and it comes with a pickle and he literally wears it inside his hat and then calls himself pickle because he loves getting in a pickle so much. And um, what ha what you don't see on TikTok is right before that, a different kid on the team, Crosby, got in a pickle and stole home. And the whole team is like to my son, they're like, pickle, you're not the pickle anymore. We've got a new pickle. And you can see my son is like, oh, no, that's What's not how this? it works. So That's he goes out there on purpose, gets in a mess, and just, like, gives us all a heart attack. But so far, he always gets home safe. So we'll hope that streak stays alive. He's like, that's my nickname. That's what <laughs> I do on the team. They oh, literally, my Gatorade. Nobody refers to him as Cash. They all call him Pickle. Pickle. That's hilarious. Yeah. Gosh, that's amazing. Well, I mean, what a weekend you have playing in store. Country Music Hall of Fame, brand new album, baseball tournament. You got a lot going on. Um, so that's why we we really appreciate you coming on here and chatting with us. We're excited for the takeover, which is just another thing you're doing. And 
My goodness, you've uh, you've got a lot happening. We love seeing it, Brad. Thank you again for joining us, and uh, and we we can't wait. I'm gonna run through the entire album, and I'm just I'll, I'm gonna know. I'm just gonna want to know all the stories of every song on that one. Well, call me back whenever you want. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm I might I'll take you me. up. I love it. Yeah, you might want to start screening your calls. He'll call you, Brad. <laughs> the, the, one, the one tidbit I'll give you is Remember You Now is written about uh, my wife and I getting lost in Mexico with our boys. So <sighs> Amazing. I'm so ready. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Brad, thanks again, and uh, and we'll talk soon, all right? All right. Take care, guys. Thanks, Brad.